that's the first thing we did is like, if so, if this gets passed down to generations, like you're not going to have a proof of purchase. So we don't ever want your grandkids to get a knife and then like they want to send it back in to get refinished and they can't. So you know, our generation prog promise is any knife that we make, we will fully resharpen, clean up. We will not refinish because we want those scratches in the blade. We want that, that patina. We want that wear. Like we want that, you know, that little bit, of, I mean, we'll clean out the elk blood, but like, we want like all of that character. Cause that's, that's the mm -hmm. story of that knife. And, you know, as woo woo as it sounds, there's something special about metal objects that get passed down. There's a little energy that gets left in it from generation to generation. You know, you just know it when you feel it and stuff like that. So, um, but the cool thing is, is that, you know, if you purchase a knife from us or you're gifted a knife or you find a knife or you're tipped a knife, that knife is guaranteed for us. So you can send it back to us and we will resharpen it. What's going on? Hope you're having a fantastic day. Saturday. Hopefully you've got some amazing plans and I am really excited to bring this guest to you, Brandon Haraho. He is the co-owner and the CMO of Montana Knife Company. You guys know I love these knives. <clears throat> I have a, a good little group of them back there. It's, it's kind of a problem, but absolutely love these knives. Now they're a partner of the show and they're just amazing people overall. If you haven't had a chance to interact with anyone at Montana Knife Company at any events that they're at, I recommend you go and check them out. They just bring an amazing energy. They want to talk more than just blades, but also adventures, what you're planning on using the knives for, and more. Brandon is a marketing genius. If you haven't figured that out by now, go check out Montana Knife Company's page and things that Brandon does on his personal page. I'll leave those links down below. Go check it out, guys. This year is going to be a big one. There's tons of launches this year. New knives, new items, updates to knives. There's so many things, and follow along on that journey. Also, you guys know that each Thursday when there's a drop, they sell out in minutes. And it's not because they put very limited knives. They grind away week in, week out, day in, day out, and make sure you guys have the best amount possible and chance to get in and make a purchase so that you can have the best knives when you're up on the mountain, in the kitchen, in your pocket, whatever it may be. So get into this conversation with me and Brandon. You're going to really enjoy it. There's some great golden nuggets in there that you're going to learn from and get to know the co-owner of Montana Knife Company and why they have taken off with this guy as their marketing genius, their CMO, and overall amazing individual. He's a father he loves this country. He loves the company that he helps run. And uh, he loves each and every one of you guys as customers and as future customers. He wants to get the best items in your hands possible. So with that being said, let's get into this conversation with Brandon Harho. Welcome back, everyone. I've got a real treat for you guys today. We've got Brandon Haraho, and I'm sitting here learning how to officially pronounce his last name, but Brandon <laughs> is the co-owner, the VP, and the CMO of Montana Knife Company. We were kind of chatting before this, and I always do this. I always regret not recording like pre-stuff because it's good conversation. We'll get into right. it. We're talking about marketing, how Brandon loves the marketing uh, and always learning and always being mm -hmm. on the ball with that. Brandon obviously knocks it out of the park with Montana Knife Company and the companies that he worked for before then as well. Uh, but as we're heading here into 2024, um, Montana Knife Company is just, 
continuously ramping things up and doing amazing work. And Brandon's kind of the, the brains behind all of that. Uh, he does amazing work with the camera and just awesome marketing in general. So we'll get into all that today. But Brandon, for people that don't know who you are, who are you? Oh, that's a great question. Um, it, it, it's so wild. Like that, that question used to, be, used to be so hard for me to answer like a year, you know, three years ago. It's like, ah, I'm a marketer, but I'm also a photographer. I'm also do this and I own my own agency and I do all this. But right now, you know, you know, my name is Brandon. Um, I am the um, co-owner and CMO and vice president of Montana Knife Company. Um, so every, pretty much every ounce outside of my family life is dedicated to growing this company right now. Um, we're doing something that I've never seen before behind the scenes in any company I've ever worked with, you know, in my past life of, you know, salary jobs to owning an agency. Um, there's something really cool happening at Montana Knife Company. And it seems like every meeting I'm having, we're, you know, we're doing updates of like, this thing is, it's, it's actually happening as much as that, as crazy as it sounds. So, you know, at the beginning of last year, we started with, you know, eight employees and now we're somewhere, I think around 45 employees, um, just in the past year. Um, it's absolutely amazing to be working and marketing for a company that's doing something that's doing everything the right way. Um, manufacturing everything hundred percent in the United States, um, you know, hiring, you know, and paying really, really good wages, um, and growing a company that is also giving back conservation, community, country, um, and to our veterans. Um, it's just been a, it's been an absolute wild ride and it's, it's, it's honestly surreal to kind of like look back that all this has kind of happened in the past, like three years. Yeah, exactly. And it, it is crazy to think that it's been, it's been about three years. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's crazy. And, and we were just talking too about how, so we were out there for the uh, grand opening of that new building. It's still new, even it's though you're new. about to outgrow it. Um, it was less than a year ago that we were out there in March of 2023. And uh, I mean, Missoula is beautiful. French town's mm -hmm. amazing. I've never been to Montana before. And uh, my wife and I, she was like, man, if you could get rid of the cold, like we'd move here in a heartbeat. So <laughs> I don't know if we can do that. Um, especially when she's been looking this week at all the negative 40, negative 50 degrees. She's like, yeah, about that moving to Montana thing. So, <laughs> but, uh, you know, less in less than a year of, of official grand opening at the shop, you guys are already looking at a whole nother location. Um, that's right. how much it's growing. And that's all thanks to, again, to, to marketing, to the whole team behind the scenes that's able to keep up as much as they can with production. And then also the, the audience, the people that are out there and, and supporting U.S. made high quality. It's not just U.S. made, but it's genuine high quality knives for hunters, for the working man. And uh, you guys are doing an awesome job at that. So I'm, I'm really impressed with everything you're doing over there. Um, how, you know, I guess walk us through from where, where you started back in 2020 um, and, and, and what's going on there since then that's kind of been a whirlwind for you. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, it, it, it's wild. Like over the past couple of weeks, Josh and I have been doing like a lot of reflecting on like, you know, like what worked our first year? Because like, you know, when you're building a company, you're building a foundation, you're building kind of the rocket ship to actually blast off. and we never want to forget what worked year one and year two and year three, um, because we, we've honestly have had an extremely accelerated growth that most companies don't go through in such a short span of time. So it's always good to look back. And, you know, in 2020, you know, when we semi officially launched the company, we always say like 2021 was the first real official January 1st was the first real official 
you know, start date. Josh and I became business partners in uh, the fall of 2020. And, you know, what worked really, really well in year one was figuring it was two parts. It was a building the community around our brand, just making contacts, giving back to the community, um, the, especially the hunting space. The hunting space is so small. It's so niche. Um, it's not like any other industry that I've ever been in. Um, everyone's working to help each other. And, you know, and unfortunately, you know, um, hunting tags are declining. New hunters are declining. So at the end of the day, like no one really looks at each other's competition within the hunting space because, you know, we're only like 3% of the United States, you know, have a hunting tag. If mm. we can go from three to 6%, that means our entire industry just doubles overnight. So the entire hunting industry has to be looking at bringing in new hunters as much as possible. And every brand and every person that's in a business, every owner of a business, you know, has to just not only be a steward for their own company, but they have to be a steward for hunting in general. Um, and that's something I, you know, I look back and I think we did a really, really good job of like really leaning into, hey, we are a hunting knife company. We are not a pocket knife company that sells hunting knives between September and December. We are, our, you know, we kind of planted our flag and we're one of the only hunting knife companies that really did that. Like we don't play both lines. We're a hunting knife company. Our knives are meant for processing animals in the field. You know, they're meant for processing animals in the garage. Our chef knives are for cutting up your elk in the kitchen. And hopefully soon we'll have some steak knives so we can have the entire first blood to last bite kind of anthology there. Um, but, you know, I guess it's just being authentic is what helped us a ton. Josh is a massive hunter. I've been a massive hunter. Um, you know, it's something that we're extremely passionate about. Um, you know, so, and then all, obviously too, in that first year, you know, we had a ton of growing pains. You know, we launched during the peak of COVID. Um, you know, steel was incredibly hard to purchase that first year because everyone was buying it up, especially the steel that we use, you know, was 52100, you know, high carbon ball bearing steel, which is a tool steel. So, Every company that was making tools, you know, especially military stuff like that, were gobbling up all the sheets of you know carbon steel that we needed at that time, and we were literally going two, three months without a knife drop. So, mm. you know, as a marketer, like you have nothing to sell between that last knife drop that sold out in fourteen minutes, and then I'm not kidding, it was two months, you know, three months until the next run, you know, hit our hit our dock, and you know, so we had to do a lot of really cool stuff. So. I mean, honestly, before Josh and I even took a paycheck, took a single dime out of the company, we started doing fundraisers. We're like, this is this is the best thing we can do with our time. You know, we're starting to build an audience. We're starting to build a following. We're starting to build a you know community. Like, let's just start giving back. You know, and that's when we 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 did our first you know veterans you know give back. You know, we um, Josh forged a knife with Brandon and Lily and Laura Zara. You know, we auctioned that off. You know, um, on our website, and you have to understand, we only had like maybe 8,000 followers at the time, you know, and instantly over one weekend, you know, we raised $17,000, you know, and then, then we, you know, worked with Black Rifle. We set up this event where we brought in, I think somewhere close to like 20 different veterans and flew them all in for the weekend. They all lived at Josh. It was kind of like the, like the, the event that you went to for our grand opening, but it was just all catered around these guys, you know, who just freshly got out of the military and they're looking for that next step, you know, and Josh taught them how to forge and, all of those guys, like we've been keeping in touch with, and we actually, one of them actually came to our, um, our Yeti event down in Dallas. So kind of answer like your question of 
you know, what happened that first year, you know, while we were figuring out our manufacturing, you know, system and stuff like that, like we were giving to the community, giving to the industry before we even started asking for anything. And I still don't think we've really asked for much yet. But the idea is, you know, a lot of people come in and they're like, hey, you know, they're asking right off the bat. We were just like, how can we help? How can we give back? How can we promote? Um, you know, we did a lot of that with our marketing. You know, if you if you look at the first year, you know, we did a lot of collaborations. You know, we're shooting content for brands that didn't have good content shooters and stuff like that, helping get their name out. Um, it was an absolute blast. And then, you know, year two was, you know, we took everything that worked great in year one. We multiplied that. Um, we definitely got much better systems. We hired absolute killers. You know, we got Andrew, who's our, um, you know, our chief operating officer, and he's just absolute stud. Uh, we brought him in from Amazon. He helped our manufacturing start leaning that out from going from a drop from one to every two months to, you know, last year we did a drop every single Thursday. We did 52 drops in one year plus Tuesday drops. It's just absolutely insane. Um, and that's how we're kind of like to our, to our, you know, to where we are today. You know, our goal is to have knives in stock. Um, we tried our hardest last fall um, and we're still trying hard right now, but it seems like we just can't, we can't get ahead of the drops and we can't get ahead of the in stock with, with the type of demand we built. It's an absolutely amazing problem to have. Um, I hope that never goes away, but also mm -hmm. our, our goal too, is to have knives on the website. So when someone needs a knife for their, you know, their brother's birthday or their dad's birthday or father's day, they can go on the site and buy something. They don't have to wait for a drop, you know, every Thursday, yeah. a little long winded answer, but no, that's kind of no. where we are to today from the business well, side. And, and I think, and I need people to hear what you're saying. Cause one, first off, like you're a really humble dude, right? You don't go around touting what you do, but guys. Brandon's an expert. He's been doing this for years. He's not just someone that's touting a, a degree, right? You, you don't even technically have a marketing degree, right? So like no. you just know what you're doing and it's working. And so listen up when he says like, give, 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 right? Mm -hmm. Just give and give and give and give. That's something that, that is amazing. You guys have built a community like no other. And that's how you, that's how you do it. You know, when you mm -hmm. don't have the ability, like you said, you didn't just sit back and say, look, guys, it kind of sucks, but, you know, we're just going to do every two months and that's kind of how it is. If you guys had stuck with that, like, I mean, MKC probably wouldn't be half of what it is right now. And you guys instead took what was in your power and went and gave because you're great with, again, content and videography and photography and things like that. And you gave of the resources that you had at the shop and with the team. And now it's just coming back, whether you believe in karma or goodwill or God or all of the above. Um, right. It's all coming back to you guys because you did give so much at the beginning and you still are giving. And, and like you said, you're not even really asking much. Some people may look at a knife and think, you know, that, that that's pricey for a knife, but I, I'll tell you um, it's 100% worth it. I have so many people reach out to me behind the scenes and they're like, okay, like I know you work with Montana knife company, but what do you really think about the knives? And I think it's so funny. Like right. I kind of get a chuckle when people do that. And I'm like, well, I really think what I say, <laughs> like it really is like they are amazing knives. And yes, you can go to Walmart and buy a knife, but it's not the same. Um, I'll also say like I was in the airport on my way back from, I don't remember where it was. I think it was, uh, Oh, whitetail hunt in Ohio back in November. And, uh -huh. um, the guy looks at me and, you know, I'm sitting there answering messages and stuff. And he's like, Hey, so what'd you kill? I'm like, 
how, like, how do you know? He was like, well, first I was wearing this shirt. He was like, you have that shirt on. You got an MKC hat on. Like, you're obviously a hunter. You're coming back from Ohio in the middle of whitetail season. What did you kill? You know, like, yeah. <laughs> but like the brand is recognized. And he went on to his whole story about how he had just bought a Blackfoot for his, mm-hmm. uh, his brother-in-law for their wedding, you know? Um, right. And then I had another one come back from St. Louis recently. Same thing. I was wearing the MKC hat and the guy's like, dude, these are amazing knives. I got one for my wedding. Oh man, it is such a cool blade. And it was a Blackfoot 2.0, which seems to be a pretty popular blade. I think it's because you guys have kept that one in stock for a little bit. Right. <laughs> but but uh, it, all of that to say, like, you guys are making big strides and, and, and doing great things for the community, but also making quality blades. You're not just a name. You're putting out really great products and backing them up as well. Right. And I, I'm glad you say that because that's like the biggest thing I always tell everyone is, you know, no matter how good of a marketer I am, I can only sell everyone their first knife. The second knife comes from the quality of the product, mm-hmm. especially with us being online. You know, someone's making a $300 investment in our company without ever even holding the knife physically in their hand. You know, we, we were, I was talking to, you know, one of our peers in the industry and they're talking about like other displays and being able to like show the knives and all that stuff. And it kind of dawned on me that like, I never a single customer has never held a knife before they actually bought one. So, you know, they're putting a lot of trust in our company. They're putting a lot of trust in Josh. And that's the thing is like, I could confidently say we make the best hunting knife on the market. You know, it's not super fancy. It's not super technical, but it does one thing. It does one thing really well. It creates lacerations and it's easy to resharpen, you know? And that's the thing is like, it's so wild going to these, you know, I've been very, very lucky this past season to go to some really great hunting camps, you know, some nice guided hunts. And, you know, when I lay my knives down on that table at dinner, it's wild to watch all the guides who are, you know, harvesting and skinning and quartering out hundreds of animals a year. They look at that and they just look at it and they go, that's a knife. Like that's the knife. That's all I need. You know, our, you know, our, our most popular knife is that Blackfoot. You know, it only has a couple inch blade. It's like three and a half inch blade. It's not a long blade at all. Um, But that's all you need. You don't need a big hunting buoy knife. You don't need a bunch of replaceable blades. You just need one good knife that you can resharpen easily in the field. Um, You know, and that's what we've kind of, you know, made, made, you know, you know, kind of, you know, almost plan our flag is like, you know, just get one good knife. That's all you need. Now, obviously we offer, you know, 14 different models for different types of hunting and different skinning and stuff like that. But like, you know, Josh and I, like we literally, when we started the company, we thought we were only going to make one knife and it was be like, <laughs> here's the Blackfoot. You can hand this to any hunter, go on any hunt anywhere in the world. And now we're like, I guess, okay, I guess we'll do a skinner and then we'll do this and that. But like, the truth is, is, you know, we, a good quality knife, like we almost, we almost lost that. And when I say that is, you know, in the early 2000s, early teens, you know, all the big knife companies, you know, you know, that call themselves hunting knife companies, you know, they started racing to the bottom of the barrel to make the cheapest knife possible, either make it replaceable, or if they weren't actually replaceable blades, they were actually making them so cheap that you didn't want to resharpen them. So you just went and bought another $20 knife, another $30 knife. Um, And we started losing that heirloom that men have, you know, men only pass down a couple things to their kids and their grandkids, you know, mm-hmm. knives, watches, 
firearms and maybe some art, maybe an old car, but like really those three things, knives, watches, and, you know, rifles and, you know, handguns and stuff like that are the only things your grandkids really want. You know, your grandkids aren't going to want your iPhone 14. They're not going to want your MacBook Pro that doesn't run anything yeah. anymore in 20 years. And like all these things that we're, you know, we put so much value into on a day to day that are so temporary anymore. You know, there's nothing generational about any of this technology that we're using. Um, but the things are, it's like things that we as men carry on our bodies every day. You know, we almost like, like I said, like the early, that consumer temporary, you know, replaceable culture, you know, almost killed one of the greatest things, you know. And that's like one thing that Josh and I are very like proud about is like, how do we bring back that knife that like your grandkids are going to fight over? That's our exactly. goal. So when we're designing them, we're designing them to be timeless. And like, you know, you could you could set our knife in a 2014 Dodge Ram, or you can set it into a 1959 Dodge. You know, they, they still look great sitting on that seat. Um, doesn't matter what year it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, this thing, it's already getting kind of a nice patina to it, but yeah, that's in my pocket every single day. Yeah. And I was I was stoked when he came out with the <clears throat> the magna cut version of it because i sweat a lot yeah so i mean that that thing opens it opens so many boxes on christmas okay <laughs> it's the best it's the but, best yeah exactly and 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 so it's just it, it really is it's simple it's not flashy and like you know there's a lot of great knife makers and that's the other thing too i love about josh is that he he doesn't just say i am the only knife maker i am the best right, right. Uh, obviously he's he's a he's a i always get this messed up a blacksmith or master bladesmith master bladesmith yep master bladesmith so i, I always mess that up because i'm not much of a knife builder myself but um he's a master bladesmith but he's willing to show other people's work because he knows like that's quality and it's cool mm -hmm. to see that anytime he'll repost someone's stuff i'm like that's awesome that's really cool um yeah and and so he's not he's not afraid of even really competition he looks at them as peers and and wants to support good people and uh so again that speaks volumes to you guys as a company um mm -hmm. how you guys treat people anytime and i challenge people to go out you know as you're at different shows that mkc is at go and go up to the booth even if you don't have a knife you'll probably walk away with one if not two knives from the booth so you know get your pocketbook ready but uh you know when, when you go up to the booth like you'll notice all the people are smiling they really enjoy knives um mm -hmm. they really enjoy what they do and it's just it's also a great community uh, behind it as well not to mention the the generational guarantee uh that's something that you know i i know some blade companies may say that but i also think that like what you're saying um about how people would they would get them make them so cheap that you would just go buy another one right you don't hand right. that down this is something that i hand this to my son he hands this to his son you know it's that that guarantee is still going to be there and you guys right. are you know maybe not be josh resharpening the knife but uh you know someone in the future yeah. uh will be taking care of of that knife and and that's really cool so i guess kind of walk people through what is that what's the generational guarantee that you guys give yeah, yeah the generational guarantee you know that's something that like we you know like like we took a lot of pride in. like we went and looked at all of our peers and, and looked at their warranty programs we we printed them all out and we're like how can we make this the best guarantee possible you know, a lot of people match our guarantee, but they make it really, really hard to send back. 
You also have to have proof of purchase, all that stuff. Mm. That's one thing. That's the first thing we did is like, you know, if so, if this gets passed down to generations, like you're not going to have a proof of purchase. So we don't ever want your grandkids to get a knife and then like they want to send it back and they get refinished and they can't. So, you know, our generation promises any knife that we make, we will fully, you know, resharpen, clean up. We will not refinish because we want those scratches in the blade. We want that, that patina. We want that wear. Like we want that, you know, that little bit. Of, I mean, we'll clean out the elk blood, but like we want like all of that character because that's, that's the mm -hmm. story of that knife. And, you know, as woo-woo as it sounds, there's something special about metal objects that get passed down. There's a little energy that gets left in it from generation to generation. You know, you just know it when you feel it and stuff like that. So, um, but the cool thing is, is that, you know, if you purchase a knife from us or you're gifted a knife or you find a knife or you're tipped a knife, you know, that knife is guaranteed for us. So you can send it back to us um, and we will resharpen it. And then all you have to pay is just the shipping to us. So it comes out to about $4, you know, to ship a, you know, a two ounce knife. Um, and then what we do is we take that knife, we inspect it, we refinish it. You know, we check the screws, we check the sheath, we check everything. And, you know, 90% of the time that knife is usually getting shipped out within 24 hours, um, which is just unheard of right now in our industry. You know, we have one person dedicated just to the generations program and it's so awesome. You know, like we actually just received a knife back that the guy sent us to, to keep for like, we're going to start an MKC Hall of Fame. And I think it went through something wild, like one or 2,000 head of cattle um, this fall in Alaska. And it's a bear tooth. And like, if you don't even know what a bear tooth looks like, you couldn't even tell. I mean, from him resharpening it down to almost nothing. Um, <laughs> that's what we want. We want our knives to be resharpened so much they have a weird, funky edge to it and all that stuff. But, you know, we're going back to the generations things. Like, even if you break a tip off, you know, our goal is to try to salvage the original blade that you have as much as possible. So, like, our, you know, our lead knife sharpeners downstairs, they can actually reshape the blade without having to replace it. You know, obviously, if it's bad enough, we'll replace it, no questions asked. You know, we don't, you know, publicly talk about it, but, you know, we've we've replaced stolen knives. Um, we've replaced lost knives, things like that. The idea is like, we want a customer for life and where most, where most companies will be cheap and try to save pennies is on, on like their current customers. Like mm -hmm. our relationship starts when you buy the knife, not, and we're, we're not like used car salesmen where, you know, we're nice to you up until the sale. And then once you sell, we want to try to get you off the lot as fast as possible. Yeah. I hate that feeling. I've experienced that feeling in the past with other companies, you know, so our goal is like, how do we make the experience of being a Montana knife company customer as good as possible? Um, you know, we could even go into like, I, I don't know how much you know about our VIP program that we launched this year, but like, you know, I've never seen anything like that in the industry. You know, we, we just sent out top line around $160,000 worth of knives and outdoor gear to our current customers, you know, and, and, and you talk to anyone like, why would you do that? And the reason is this, is that like, you know, we're 100% direct consumer. We're not, you know, at Shield, not Shields, but we're not really at Cabela's and Bass Pro Shop and Walmart and all this stuff. And, you know, what, what you know, the, the consumer or the customer doesn't know is that there's like some salesman in at Cabela's that's getting sent on a, you know, crazy elk hunt from the companies that they're buying. So they buy more. So mm -hmm. 
you know, I've never liked that wholesale model. I'm not saying that we'll ever, ever be in wholesale, but you know, some companies technically only have five customers, the people buying their knives in quantity. They don't know the names or the faces or the addresses or the stories of the multiple thousands of people that bought their product. We know everyone who bought our product because you bought it from our website. You know, we have a way to connect with you. You have a way to connect with us. And what Josh and I decided was like, you know, we have customers who spent tens of thousands of dollars with us. Like those are buyer reps. We should be treating our customers like those guys. So, you know, we're sending out chef sets. We're sending out backpacks. You know, our top guy, I think we bought a couple of them, you know, like bows. And they did the option for a rifle and stuff like that. And like, that's how much these customers mean to us. Um, and that's how it should be, you know, like the, the marketing model of, you know, e-commerce is changing and like we have companies have to start giving back to their customers, especially the ones that are investing. At the end of the day, if you're spending tens of thousands of dollars with the company, you're investing in that company just as much as like a, you know, a partner or a, you know, an investor would. You know, it's just wild. But the idea is like, at the end of the day, I hope the, the common theme of like what M what MKC is, just, just do the right thing. Just do what feels right. Like, don't always just worry about profit margins and right. taking as much as possible. Like, it's all about giving back to the people that are helping you grow. Exactly. You know, and again, you're just, you're building it off of community and, and uh, you're providing a quality product to back that up. Um, I can say, and again, this was all before, uh, you know, I, the way I, I tell people is like, cause I, like I said, people were asked, will ask me, okay, what do you really think about XYZ product? You know, I know they're a partner. What do you think? And it's unfortunate because in this industry, there's so many people that will just accept whatever offer comes their way because either maybe they're trying to pay a bill or whatever it yes. is. But, uh, you know, with, with you guys, again, you're one of those companies where, um, you know, I, I was, you know, I bought products and then I decided I, I wanted to partner with you guys, um, mm -hmm. with the podcast just because of that reason. Cause I saw, and I went through an experience too. I haven't shared it on social media. Cause again, it's one of those things that I don't think everyone needs to necessarily hear about or know, but I reached out to Josh and I was like, Hey, you know, I, I had a photo shoot that I went on for the truck. And, um, and then it was my son's birthday that weekend. And, um, uh, my truck was getting moved around. Somehow it got left unlocked and we live in a really nice neighborhood, but mm -hmm. either way, which I'm really lucky they didn't steal the hatchet, but they stole, I had the hatchet. I had two other big blades in there from the photo shoot. Yeah. And, um, and I just said, look, I don't know when the next drop is Josh, but do you have any laying around the shop that maybe I could, I could purchase. And immediately within like a week, I had those two blades replaced and I was like, well, that's not what I was asking Josh. Like yeah. I'm willing to, to buy him again, but all, all that to be said, like I, in a way vetted you guys, not that I'm anything big to be vetting people, but like I vet my partnerships and you guys really do stand behind every single thing that, that you do. I also sent two blades in my first two blades, the speed goat and the Blackfoot. after my first year of using them, not ever resharpening them. And again, I didn't get any special treatment. They were back to me within, I think from the time I sent them to when I got them back was maybe four days. That's including wow. the time it took to get to you guys and the time it took to get back. And I was like, holy cow. 
I'm never resharpening my blades again. Like, <laughs> cause I suck at it, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you guys are, you, you guys really do live up to every single promise. That's what I mean to highlight here is just uh, for people out there, like wondering it is 100% worth it for all of the reasons. Plus you get a solid quality blade that's going to last you forever. I mean, mm -hmm. forever of your life and your kids' lives. And I don't know what, what kid boy or girl doesn't want a knife from their dad. Like that's yeah. just something that, that they, they want, you know, like what you were saying. Yeah. All right, guys, pardon the brief interruption here. I do want to remind you that each week there is a drop of some sort and there are some knives that stay in stock as long as they can on the website. If you use the link down below, you help support the show and help to grow the community of Montana Knife Company. Of course, if you're interested in getting a knife, if you want to know maybe what blades I recommend based on the usage, etc., feel free to reach out to me, but definitely go down to the link down below right here and check out what the knives are. You're going to want to check out all the different blades, the different materials that they use, the G10 versus the, the braided scales. Go check it out, guys. Again, hope you're enjoying this conversation with Brandon. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out, drop a comment, whatever it may be. Go ahead and subscribe. Look forward to hearing from you guys. Let's get back to the conversation with Brandon Harho. Yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's, it's really cool. And like hearing those stories is like what motivates us the most, you know, like honestly, like we had a very similar story, you know, with Andrew from, you know, that we hired from Amazon, like, mm. you know, he like his his hook to us was you know he had the same thing happen his truck got broken into i think they stole a bunch of valuables out of it but the one was one of our original you know blackfoots and stuff like that so you know instantly you know josh did the same thing he just found the comment someone tagged josh in it i think he didn't even mm -hmm. tag mkc he wasn't even trying to like get a new knife or anything like that but someone somehow it made its way back to josh and we just i think we replaced it without even telling them and mm. you know and then you know a couple of weeks later i think we had a resume slide under our slide <laughs> into our inbox for for, for for a position we weren't even advertising so right. uh you know maybe you shouldn't work with people that leave their trucks unlocked and their knives in the truck <laughs> <laughs> if there's a common theme there that's not how you get hired at mkc guys that's not how you work with <laughs> exactly <laughs> no but uh that that's awesome you know again you guys are just an amazing community just awesome individuals and and always a smile on your face and also you can tell like when you guys go to shows and you show up at the booth the people are engaged in your conversation they're not looking around for bigger names that are mm -hmm. passing by to to stop your conversation to speak with them they genuinely want to hear your stories. They're going to spend time with you. Um, they will sharpen your tiny blades. I saw that Josh was doing that. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That little tiny pocket. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, take your blades to them at the show. Get them resharpened, all of that stuff. It's it's just a great, great overall time. And uh, if you're lucky, we might even have some first form energy drinks at the booth for you guys. So, you know, <laughs> that's something too. Um, but with, with that, you know, again, going into maybe a little bit more away from MKC, and more into the marketing standpoint, um, you've brought up quite a few good tips and and uh, and hints for people. But how did you come to the conclusion that uh, you know you work with what you got? First of all, it's not just that you were trying to be exclusive; you literally could not get the supplies, so you worked with what you what you had. And um, how did you come to the conclusion of marketing the way that you do uh, with 
obviously MKC, but you know, in general. Right. And you know, that's, that's a solid question. And, you know, it comes back. I mean, it's literally 15 years of mistakes, I guess is the best way to put it. You know, that's, that's the one thing is like, you know, when you start working, you know, when you're in marketing and you're working and like, you're in charge of sales, actual sales, like you're not just promoting the brand. You're just not looking for views. You're just not looking for, you know, impressions, stuff like that. When you're trying to actually influence, you know, dollar in, dollar out, um, that's a completely different story. And, you know, I was lucky enough to get tossed into a very, very big position right out of college. Like I'm talking, went from an internship to a marketing manager in charge of, you know, 17 brand books. And, you know, it was like $5 million account and stuff like that. So literally what I was doing was affecting how many people we hired the next year because it was a union company too. So, um, you know, just learning what works, making mistakes, um, and all that stuff. And then, you know, I went into the supplement industry and then I went into the fitness apparel industry and stuff like that, you know, and both those companies, you know, the supplement company, we couldn't advertise because of all the restrictions on, you know, advertising, even the early days of Facebook, you know, before we were, before there was even Facebook pages, you know, me and my business partner were, you know, building actual Facebook profiles. And then, you know, I remember the day that we were allowed to build a page, you know, for the company and we had merged that profile to a page, you know, just like, you know, we're never able to advertise, you know, do pay-per-click stuff like that. So we've always had to do it the hard way. We've always had to earn every single sale by reputation, by innovation, all that stuff, you know, and then going into the fitness industry <clears throat> on the apparel side, you know, the company itself just didn't like running Facebook ads. So we, we had to earn everything. And what it comes down to is just like, it comes down to energy. Really, my marketing is what type of energy can I create this week? Everything we do is very, very repeatable, um, you know, but it's like, do you have the energy and can you create the energy to do this every single week? So, you know, when, when, when we have a new marketing hire and all that stuff is like, I per, you know, everyone's like, what's the secret? It's like, I want to find a reason to yell about my company every single week. And that's, you know, and, and, th and that's how we built MKC is, you know, we put out way more effort than any company ever has. Like I I'll put up our, our last two years of marketing plans up against anybody. And what we've done without paid ads is just absolutely insane. Um, but it all comes down to, cause like, we're, you know, we're driven by something bigger than just sales. We're driven to build this company into a legacy company and, you know, we're creating history in a certain way, you know, especially in the knife industry and the hunting industry. And it's just really cool. But like, you know, giving people advice is like, you have to have something to yell about every single week. So that means you, you don't have to just be a marketer. You also have to treat it like you own the business and you have to create, you know, we have to create excitement. If you don't have excitement next week, like, can I create a fundraiser? Can we launch a t-shirt? Can we launch a new product? Can we restock the product? You know, and one of my like most lines I probably repeat the most with my marketing team is, you know, we treat every restock like we're relaunching the product and we treat every new product like we're relaunching the brand. And if you put that much energy into it, with everything that you do, like you're not going to have something to not talk about, you know, every single week. You know, that's that's those are really good points, man. It's uh, it is a lot about energy. Um. I would agree with that, you know, and, and being part of the team at, at, at first form, it's very similar when we're at events, like when we're at TAC, I mean, 
everyone to stay at our booth till late. And then we did some yeah. stupid challenge and everyone's following us over to do the stupid challenge. And then like, it, I see very, very similar things with you guys through social media. And like I said, and I keep highlighting this at events, people get a real vibe. That's not just you guys showing up and putting off something until happy hour. And then, right. you know, you get the real version of you. It's, uh, it, it's, you guys are the real you all throughout. And I imagine throughout the hiring process, it's very similar. Um, how you guys go through and, and find that energy in people mm -hmm. uh, and interacting with people on social media as well that I know work at, at headquarters up there in Montana. Um, they're all, again, just very genuine. There is no fake that you guys are not faking anything. You're not having to, the knives basically sell themselves once people get to know you guys in the company, even if it is that they just stop in to look at a knife or whatever. Like once they get to know you guys and they mm -hmm. get to know what the brand is about and the mission, um, it's, it's a whole different ball game. Even if they did, like I said, stop in just to look at a knife, uh, they can look at all your stuff and find out. I want to be a part of that of, in some way. I want to be a part of, of that. Um, I also don't know of many other companies that repost their customers posts as much as you guys, you guys make everyone feel included in that. It's not just specific, uh, cherry picked individuals that are your money makers, um, that you repost, you repost everyone and it's pretty awesome i love that that's you know honestly that's one thing i want to touch base on because that's what like honestly when, when, when i look at the companies that i look up to you know and i'm buying from and i'm purchasing from and i'm promoting on my social media channels and you don't have the courtesy to at least reshare my story like i'm sorry like it's a story like mm -hmm. we're past the whole point of having a perfect polishly i mean a perfect polished story creations mm -hmm. all this stuff that's the greatest thing you can do is like, just as a thank you, you know, 90% of the companies don't even respond to your, to your share or your tag or anything mm -hmm. like, but like to share it to, out to your fans, like this is someone who invested in your company, bought a product from your company, was excited enough to stop what they were doing and take a picture of it and post it online. You know, like that's like, this is like this gets me fired up because like when most people are taking pictures of our knives is probably one of their top three moments of the year because they just killed that buck that elk that bear that goat that sheep and like i have to put myself in the customer's position where they're like hey i'm gonna take a couple minutes before i start harvesting this animal and take a couple pictures of our knives like I have goosebumps. Like that's insane. Like the the ability that they're taking time out of their hunt just to snap a couple pictures of our knives is absolutely insane. And the fact that we wouldn't reshare that is in like blows my mind. And you know we've taken mass you know amazing photos for you know fellow people in the industry and outside the industry and like it just blows my mind. Like they're your customers. They're the most important things there are that you don't have a company without them. But that's also too, that goes back to like that company's social media is probably run by some salaried employee who works nine to five has nothing in it. Like I'm still like the owner of the company. I am mm -hmm. still posting everything to social media. You know, we obviously have someone helping with comments and all the DMS and stuff because it's just getting ridiculous. But like, <laughs> I still have full oversight of everything that's happening because that's my direct line to my customers. Mm -hmm. Like there's no other better direct line. You know, when people are like, well, how do you judge your marketing and your, your, all this stuff and success? It's like, 
you know, I could look at numbers, I could cherry pick these things off of these data polls and like all this stuff. But like, I know when the hive is buzzing, like I can call it. Like I literally, you know, I think, you know, we talked about this, you know, before the call, but I was like, you know, I texted Josh and Andrew, you know, at the beginning of October, I'm like, buckle up, MKC 2.0 is happening. Like, it's just like, you're just feeling it. Like you feel when you're, when you own the company and you're the marketer and you're in it, like everything that you should be doing should have a reaction and you should be feeling that reaction. If you're not feeling that reaction, you're not, it's not marketing. You're just yeah. putting shit out in the ethos. So like, it, it's, it's really cool. And like I said, it blows my mind that companies don't treat their customers like that. Like, yeah. like if it was up to us, that's all we would do. Oh yeah. hundred yeah. percent. And you know, for people that don't get what Brandon's saying there with that, that feeling, um, most people have played sports at one point where you feel a momentum shift and mm -hmm. you just feel it. There's no like tangible, this is what, like, you could even be down three or four points and just know you're going to win the game because you just right. feel it. Right. And mm -hmm. that, that's that feeling that, that you're having that you just know. And there's again, not really tangible. I mean, I'd say in your case, there's definitely a lot of tangible evidence showing that you guys are growing, but um, to say that, you know, you've got even more coming down the pipeline. Like that is just that that's, that's awesome. That's cool to hear. And, uh, and you guys really are, you're, you're crushing it. Speaking of, of 2.0, um, you know, by the time this comes out, the first launch of the speed go 2.0 will have been done, which I think is really cool to see taking that classic speed goat design, which was one of the original knives and upgrading it with a choil, um, you know, a finger, a finger stop, which I think a lot of people, you guys probably figured that out too. Could it's got enough of a groove that you're, you're okay, but you start getting a little slick having that extra little, uh, grip there is really nice. And then the eighth of an inch longer handle as well. Um, you know, for people, I, you know, I've got decent sized hands, but nowhere near large. So I can imagine bigger guys will definitely appreciate that as well. So, um, yeah, I guess walk, walk us through kind of your, your idea of, um, how, I guess, how much of the design do you have a play in or are you there? Like that looks awesome. Now I'm going to go take it and do what I do. Right. Right. So no, what's really funny is like, we're, Josh and I are really good at staying in our own lanes and doing what we're really, really good at. Um, the knife world, like I just, like nine times out of 10, Josh hands me something that's just like order X, just order them, don't even, nothing to fix. <laughs> you know, I, I stay out of the knife design world. You know, we have, we, have, we have Josh and we also hired another really good knife designer that's helping with, you know, our future folders and stuff like that. Um, you know, the only time I ever poke my head in is like, if it's, you know, just for like branding for coherency, stuff like that. Like when you're looking at the big picture stuff, you know, like, you know, like we have six core colors of all of our knives. Like the reason why we do that is so that we're not, you know, coming out with like, there's not 30 different colors of the speed goat. There's six, you know, and it's more of a branding play than anything. But other than that, like I could I'll just interrupt you there real quick and say orange is the best. It is. <laughs> Just hands down. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so, so, you know, and that's the biggest thing. And like, you know, I obviously listening to the customers and stuff like that and giving Josh feedback on like, Hey, we need upland knife. Hey, we need a turkey knife. Hey, you know, the whitetail knife was specifically from the, you know, the number two question we get is, you know, someone trying to buy a knife for a whitetail hunter. Hey, what's the best whitetail knife? Mm -hmm. So I was like, dude, we just need to design a knife. And like, here's your answer. It's in the title. You know, like, and the, like this knife is dedicated to the whitetail hunter. We built this for the whitetail, you know, and stuff like that. So, 
Um, yeah, I, I just answer your question. I don't have a lot of a lot of work on the design side of the knife stuff, but I handle all of our accessories, all of our gear, all of our apparel, all that things. You know, which is, I think it's adding up to around three hundred to three hundred fifty SKUs right now. So that's a whole other side of the company that you know mm-hmm. it's just absolutely insane that that many people want to wear our apparel and our hats and our t-shirts and our hoodies and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, and before I, before I forget, I hold up your thumbs for me real quick. Just do a little. Okay, guys, there you go. The buffest thumbs in Montana and they're buff for a reason. <laughs> He's the one that's answering all of your messages and getting back to you. No, but, but, uh, the, the fact that again, I, I want to kind of go back to that. Um, I meant to touch on that, but mm-hmm. again, hitting on community, you yep. guys like in a world that most people have social media, it's a lot like, you know, maybe a generation ago where you'd get a letter in the mail that's not spam. Right. You know, uh, getting a DM from a company that you've bought from and then them resharing it. Even if you've got 100 followers, if you've got 1,000 followers, if you've got 50,000 followers and everything in between, you've got the grittiest potato looking photo out there or the cleanest clear cut edited photo. You guys mm-hmm. share everything in between all of those ranges. And for me, like that that is huge and it's it's obviously you know if anyone knows about the algorithm the more you post in your story the less views you eventually get right mm-hmm. maybe not for you guys cuz you guys have awesome posts but for the most part that's kind of how it runs and so when i see these little dots across like when i click on the story of mkc i'm like dang that's probably like 50 stories right there you know yeah. you probably die off by the end the fact that you guys don't care about that you care about the one touch the one person that posted in your story in their stories tagged mm-hmm. you guys and you're reposting that that means more than i guess the whatever the current algorithm is at the time um posting x amount of stories in x amount of fashions at x time of day um you guys are just like no nope, screw that i love i love our customers you know and that and that's the way you go so i love that because there's not a lot of companies out there um that will mm-hmm. do that you know, whether you're, whether you're partnered with them or not, like there's companies that just, they cherry pick things that they post because they're trying to make a super clean cut. And and they're forgetting that, like you said, that person is either, it's their best day of their year because they just killed the smallest or biggest thing that they're ever going to see in their life. Or they're revisiting that by cutting open the meat that they just put through on the grill or Mm -hmm. the Traeger or whatever. And, uh, and, and they're using your knives to, to serve their family or Thanksgiving, or, you know, it's always big events that these knives are wrapped around, or even Christmas, like opening boxes, you know, stuff like that, birthdays, like those are still big events that they're using your blade for and sharing that with you guys. So I just think mm-hmm. that that is awesome um, that you guys have taken that approach and kind of thrown the IG algorithm out the window, which I want to get into that too a little bit, because they've thrown you guys out the window and you guys are still killing it. Um, even though they've locked you in the closet, pulled a Harry Potter and just like you get no anything and you're still just like all right and that's like the worst thing they could have done because that post like the the original post that you put up where they banned whatever it was um got more views likes and comments than like the previous four or five posts that you guys had done even though so for context people not knowing they were they were told by instagram that their page could not be shared with people that were not following them. And then on top of that, certain posts were getting banned and kicked off. So you screenshot that you posted it and then it just blew up. I'm surprised the internet didn't break. That was, that was awesome. 
Yeah, no, it was really cool. And, and that's the thing is like, you know, we've, we've, we've had issues with this since day one. You know, uh, Google, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, all the major, you know, platforms, they all consider us a weapon. Even though we're not killing animals, we're not killing people with our knives. They're no more than like a really good paring knife out in the field that's just removing meat from a bone instead of cutting meat on a, on a butcher mm -hmm. block. For some reason, chef knives, which are way more dangerous, I'd rather fight someone with a with a with a black foot than try to try to fight someone coming at me with an eight and a half inch chef you know bighorn chef knife <laughs> um but that's just that's just the nature of the business and that's why we're also winning and that's also why our peers are completely evacuating this space you know the other big guys they can't pay to play anymore they actually have to be authentic they actually have to put in the energy to put in the work and they just don't want to. They, they just don't see the return. You know, certain people dropped every single hunter they had on their, you know, their roster last year all at once just because they looked at it as an ROI. And they're like, eh, we'll, we'll just still, we'll just work with the pocket knives, you know, and stuff like that. So that's why, like, you know, we, we had three or four major brands just completely walk away from the space. And we're like, good, we'll take them. We love our hunters. We are hunters. We're going to, you know, and, you know, it's just, it's just blows my mind um and you know it's just that's it's kind of what you have to do and you know and when it comes to instagram and like ig and all that stuff like people get so wrapped around the algorithm and like what pleases the algorithm and you have to understand like that's when when i hear someone say like i'm doing this for the algorithm what that tells me is that you're trying to put in the least amount of effort for the most return you're not just doing what is the best thing to do, you know, and like, I, like, it doesn't matter to me, like you can post once a day and get, you know, a thousand likes or, you know, like another brand might, you know, I guess what would be better to say is like, you can post once, a, you know, once or three or four times a week, get 3000 likes. Or what I'll do is I'll just post more than you and the collective amount of likes and the collective amount of followers and the collective amount of engagement is going to dwarf you at the end of the year because you only posted, you know, a hundred times. I ended up posting close to a thousand times, mm -hmm. you know, and, it, and, and that's what people like lose. They lose touch on like, you know, the overall collective effort versus just like trying to hit it big. Like there's some people just try to throw Hail Marys. Like I just focus on getting a first down every single day. And like, if you get a first down every single day, you're going to cross that goal line. 10 times more than the dude throwing just a Hail Mary every week and trying to make something go viral. Like yeah. that's, you know, that's the hardest thing to, 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 to teach new marketers and stuff like that is like, it's not about the big flashy thing. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, the post you're talking about, that was a total Hail Mary. It went in the air and it came down and landed right in the end zone. But I can't mm -hmm. reproduce that every mm -hmm. day. What I can repro re reproduce every single day is posting solid content that I know our customers want to see and creating energy and creating community and, you know, engagement, um, you know, and that's the thing. It's just like, you know, we, you know, we're talking a lot about marketing and stuff like that. You know, I always equate marketing to bodybuilding as crazy as this sounds is that, you know, I like Seabum can literally print off his entire workout that he did to get him to, to, to the Olympia stage. He can print it off rep, weight, everything like that. The problem is, is no one's going to go do it. <laughs> no one has, no one has like, no one has the effort, the discipline, the everything to do that. 
And I'm like, that's the same thing with marketing. And marketing is becoming that way where you can't pay to play anymore. There's no more shortcuts. Mm -hmm. There's no weird apps running in the background anymore. You can't hack SEO. You can't hack growth on Instagram. You can't do all these things anymore. Like people are like, well, what's your secret? I was like, my secret is just consistency every single day that you see. And if you don't see it, it means I'm not doing my job and it's not marketing because you're not seeing it. The only bad marketing is unseen marketing. So, you know, when, when I'm telling, you know, marketers and like, I've been really trying to help, you know, fellow companies, especially American made products. Like, Hey guys, like this is the, this is the playbook. Just listen to me. Like you can do exactly what Montana knife company is doing. You just have to do it every day, or you have to find a person to bring into your company to do it every day. That absolutely loves it. And, you know, I wish there was like some tips and tricks I can give people, but it's like build a community, learn how to collaborate with brands, give back to other brands, um, give back to your community, give back to conservation groups, give back to all that stuff. Um, and just like, just be a part and live your brand every single day. This isn't all about sales. Like if you really look at it, like I never, like our posts are never about selling something, I'm never asking you to buy something. It's just like, it's available. It's up to you, kind of deal. So, yeah, I think no, I got exactly. a little long-winded on that one, but no, no, no. I, I like it. About I, I really it. You know, like, that's something that I think we can. You know, we, we, we there, there's there's a lot of uh, companies in the United States that you know I want to see grow. You know, especially American-made makers and stuff like that. Like, there's 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 gonna become a revolution of. American-made products, heirloom products, and stuff like that. And the more we have of that, the less junk we have in landfills, the less mm. junk we have in, just on the internet, too. Like, yeah. you don't need... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely... I, I understand that for sure. And I, I would agree with you, you know, 100% on, on everything you're saying as far as consistency. And um, just so you guys know, Brandon's doing a webinar. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but... <laughs> But, uh, you know, to the real secret that brand is not telling you, no, but the, the, the real thing is like that, that consistency and, and, uh, kind of what you're saying that there's no secret, it's just hard work. And, yeah. uh, there's so many people out there that you look, you know, people look up to and like, oh man, you know, it'd be so lucky if I could do this or that. Um, they'll blame, you know, like what you're saying in the bodybuilding space. Oh, well they use steroids or they use this or TRT or this or that. I'm like, okay. But even if you jabbed yourself right now and took the same dose that they take and even ate the same food, you're not going to look like sebum. That's just not going to happen. Like you got to put in that consistent effort that he's put in over decades, you know, mm -hmm. just like you guys have put in for, for years and years and years, you've failed more times than, you know, you, you've succeeded in, but you just keep, well, I guess it's the other way. You've, you've succeeded more times than you failed, but you failed a lot. You just oh, get yeah. back up from it. And. Mm -hmm. And it's something that, that a lot of people don't understand. They take that failure and they're like, oh, crap, you know. Um, there's someone else that I met recently that just kind of talking to him, you don't get the vibe that he's this amazing uh, sales guy, right? But he's like, hey, yeah, I just closed XYZ deal for, and I was like, oh, wait, how much? With what? <laughs> like, and, and he was like, yeah, and all I did different than anyone else that had had this account before was I just kept sending the email. And they, they would mm -hmm. ghost me, but I'd change the email a little bit and I'd send it again. And guess what? Something changed and all of a sudden they were willing to accept it now. Yep. And they saw my persistence, right? You know, it's, it's very similar in that aspect of just being very consistent, just that hard work, being genuine to yourself 
And I think people are going to be noticing this a lot in 2024. And by the time this comes out, it'll probably, it might've already shifted by now, but with social media, um, you're going to see that it's going to be harder for, for people to grow their pages out mm-hmm. of just clickbaity stuff. It's going to be more genuine content and getting to know the individual behind the, behind the camera than just simple, like clickbaity five second clips here trending audios there it's going to be very much the genuine they want to get to know the people behind the scenes or behind the companies and you guys have set yourself up outstanding for that you know so whatever you're doing it's working (laughs) so So uh, i i appreciate man i really do like i said this is this is it's i I know i said earlier but it it, it is all like we, we are creating history again you know in, in an industry that needs some life and stuff like that. Mm. So it's just cool to, and our goal is, like I said, is to you know give back and also to like help other companies do this, you know. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, anything we haven't hit on that you want to let the audience know about? No, I mean, I think that's everything. Um, you know, just, just kind of like, you know, obviously like follow our channels and stuff like that. We have a really exciting year planned out. You know, we're, we're going to be taking a deep dive into the culinary space. Um, I think we have 15 new products dropping within the next 12 months. Just absolute chaos here. Um, you know, and it's going to be fun. Like you said, if you're into marketing, like just kind of watch what we're doing. Um, cause like we're going to be doing some stuff that's insane. Cause like a lot of the knives we're, we're going to be receiving two weeks before they go on the website. So, <laughs> you know, I got, I have the best content creating and marketing team there is like, I've never seen anybody work so hard so fast with with zero you know just and like it's it's insane what what, the, what these guys have pulled off so i'm just always excited to see what they're doing what they're coming out with and like everything so um like and, and also like just let them like you know if anyone has any questions about marketing stuff like that like don't hesitate to reach out to me you know my email is montana i was brandon at montana knife company.com you know, my Instagram is just my name, Brandon Haraho. Um, feel free to DM me, text me. Um, if you see something weird that I do, ask me why MKC just did X, and I'll probably tell you I was experimenting with something, or <laughs> you know, and like this is what happened. It worked. It didn't work. And you know, you know, it's all you know. Growing businesses is all about making mistakes and learning from them, and you know, growing. So. Exactly. No, I'm I'm definitely on board with that, guys. Um, if you haven't checked out Montana Knife Company stuff, I don't know what you've been doing. Um, <laughs> Brandon apparently hasn't been doing his job. If you haven't seen it, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, in in all reality, guys, go and check out Montana Knife Company stuff. I'll leave the links down below where you can find them. And of course, Brandon, uh, he's always open for questions. He's very responsive. I mean, you saw those thumbs. It's they're they're that way for a reason. So. Uh, with, with that, guys, um, I really appreciate everything that you do, Brandon. Thank you so much for your time hopping on here. Really stoked for 2024. Um, there's so many things coming out that that's uh, it's, it's going to be an amazing year. So I think MKC 2.0 is definitely an understatement, if anything, as to what you guys are going to be doing. So guys, go check out their links. Go check out the drops. There's probably a drop this week whenever this comes mm-hmm. out. I don't know what it is yet because I don't know the date that this is going to drop. But go check out the drops. Get yourself a knife or two and of course go see them at any shows that you're going to be at that they will be at as well mm-hmm. and uh i think you guys posted your your show schedule didn't you yeah so um right now it's gonna be sheep show um hunt expo a bunch of us will be down at winter strong um and um 
NWTF. And then I, I think we're going to be trying to do almost all the tax. So all the total archery events, um, it's gonna be a long, long year for our road crew, but it's worth it to get to see everyone yeah. in person, get to shoot with people in person and stuff like that. So it's going to be Perfect. fun. Yeah. So guys go check them out. And, uh, again, thanks Brandon and hope you guys have a fantastic day. And like I always say, get out, live your life and love it. All right. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Brandon. Hope you were able to pull away some golden nuggets, learn from him. Guys, go check out the pages. I'm going to leave the links down below. If you use that link, whenever you go into purchase on a Thursday, or if you're going to purchase one of the in-stock blades, it helps support the show. And it, it just shows that you guys are coming through me, through our community, into growing the Montana Knife Company family. So Again, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. Go check out Brandon's stuff. Reach out to him or Montana Knife Company directly, and uh, you will be taken care of. There's a generational guarantee. If you break it, hopefully you're using it the right ways, but if you happen to break it or whatever, we want you to use the knives. They are supposed to be beat on, and that's what we want. We want to hear the stories, and if something happens, feel free to reach out. More than happy to take care of you over there at Montana Knife Company to, to talk to you about whatever happened, learn from your story and help get you taken care of. So with that being said, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Subscribe to the channel. If you like this video, leave a like, drop a comment with any questions you may have for me, for Brandon, etc. And of course, hope you have a great Saturday. Get out, live your life and love it.